Well, this morning we have a selection from St. Paul's epistle to the Corinthians, his second epistle to the Corinthians. And this is a, an epistle that we can go to to find an apostolic pattern of uh, spirituality concerning money and finances. A good portion of his epistle to the Corinthians was taken up with discussions about fundraising. And so we see right from the very beginning, of course, the church uh, is, in, is involved inescapably uh, with money. And there's a right way to do it, there's a wrong way to do it. And if we integrate our uh, finances and our spending and our giving um, into our spiritual lives, it will be a source of, uh, not annoyance, but it will be a source of blessing and grace. And also, of course, in our gospel text, we see our Lord speaking about almsgiving and the proper motives of uh, almsgiving. And so also our gospel text is pertinent to the issue of finances and money and giving. And um, in the Old Testament, under the Old Testament law, it was required, it was, a, it was a law that every member of the people of God would give 10% of their income to the priesthood. Uh, and that was oftentimes meaning like your, your cattle and your sheep, uh, 10% of your grain and your oil. Um, and only later on would they start to actually work in currency and coin. Uh, but in any event, it was always 10%. Now, under the New Covenant, when Christ came and... Uh, there was a there was a major shift and change in the divine law and the divine positive law, um, and uh, no longer is the tithe no longer is the ten percent required of the people of God. Now the church uh, in certain regions in certain periods of history has required ten percent uh, of the people, um, but only here and there. Usually it has varied so much that it's really hard to set any kind of percentage ahead of time as to what would be a reasonable amount of our income to give. Uh, and so there really isn't too much of a determination, although I would say this, probably uh, many Catholics, if they were to actually kind of calculate how much percentage of their income they would give, uh, unfortunately would find it would be much less than 1% of their income. And that that's... A little that's a little stingy um, and there would be two so you know you want it to be more than one percent uh, but there would be two sources that you'd want to give money to you'd want to give money to the church and you'd want to give money to charities to the poor uh, and to whatever charity sort of touches your heart or you find to be credible or important and those would be the kind of the two sources of two things recipients that we would want to give money to give some of our income to and as far as percentage goes, it's very difficult to determine that. A lot of that is going to depend on uh, the, our ability to give. And so if we make $10,000 a year and we, and we need all of that $10,000 for our uh, personal expenses to actually live and survive, our obligation for giving is going to be pretty much nothing. Uh, but if we make... 60000 or $50,000 a year, 
And uh, when all is said and done, we've got a good percentage of that left over after we've met the needs, our personal needs and the needs of our family. Then it would be from that, that leftover, that superfluity that we would, we would give again to the church and to, um, uh, charities that touch our hearts. Uh, St. Alphonsus, a, a very important moral theologian in our tradition, he says, he gives the percentage 2% of our super, superfluous uh, income to the uh, poor. That's something that he gives. I think that's, that's a reasonable amount. Uh, oftentimes, though, I, I think uh, talking about tithing is a good idea. Um, I personally try to try to tithe maybe a little bit more. As a priest, I have much more fluid income than most people, so I don't put my own standards on the people's standards because I live in a rectory that, that you guys pay for. <laughs> so I'm not going to, you know, there's not an exact parity between what I'm doing and what you guys would be doing. Um, but again, we want to give to those two sources, to the charity and then to the church. And uh, the percentage is something that you'd have to work out on your own uh, as far as uh, what you can possibly give. But deeper than the actual amount, the percentage, is the attitude with which we give. And that uh, is what St. Paul is addressing here. And he has this beautiful quote where he says, God loves a cheerful giver. And I think of the, the story of Cain and Abel. And uh, Abel gives the best part of his uh, produce. And God is pleased with that. And Cain just gives. doesn't really say he gives the best part. And then there's also the implication that possibly he's giving in a, in a grudging manner. And so then God accepts the gift of Abel and not of Cain. And Cain is mad. He's kind of a sourpuss. And a, and a, um, you know, he's a bad sport. And, uh, you know, God says, why is your face sad? Why is your countenance fallen? And uh, the implication here is that Cain was, was giving from a heart that really didn't want to give. And uh, oftentimes, uh, when we give, we can focus too much on the person to whom we're giving. Um, when I was in Rome, uh, when I was studying, there were beggars all over the street, all over, gypsies who are always, they're always got their hand out asking for money. And uh, it was tempting sometimes to kind of look at the person and say, oh, this guy's probably going to rip me off, you know. The gypsies had a kind of a, a, a ring. They were put, it was kind of a fiasco. And um, they would, sometimes they would act like they were more poor than they really were and things like that. And in any event, I, I always remember thinking that it's easy to get caught up in the actual person that you're giving to. But what really matters is that you give with the motive of giving to God. That God ultimately is the object of our generosity. And when we see God as an object of our generosity and we give with a cheerful heart, we will receive a great blessing in return. A blessing of increase in holiness and righteousness and goodness, and also even material blessings as well. 
And so today when we think about uh, these texts and giving to the poor and giving to the church, we keep uh, in mind that God loves a cheerful giver.